0: You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Welcome, and thank you for checking in before you check out. I'm Naya, your host and favorite love advocate. And I'm gonna start tonight's episode off just a little bit differently. How are you? On a scale of one to five, how do you feel? Let go of the bullshit from your day for a second. So, how is your spirit? You know, I talk a lot about love on this show. And if you haven't gathered by now, really the premise is how to gain a better understanding of yourself, how to have those honest moments. Because for me, that's where the breakthroughs happen. And I can't come on here and expect for you to be vulnerable, to test out the things that I'm talking about, To really believe in the shit that I'm saying when life has shown you something else consistently, it's so much easier to believe in our experiences. Now, how the fuck can you say love can be easy, that this can be simple? You must not understand what the fuck I'm going through. When I first thought about doing this podcast, I wanted to make sure that anytime I sat down to record that my energy was right. Y'all, I truly believe in frequency and energy exchange. And I'll be damned if I come on here in a low vibrating space and exchange that with others. I don't know who might be listening, but I know I have a responsibility. Or so I thought. So if I was vibrating low or if I just wasn't in the right space, I wouldn't record. And oftentimes that resulted in me missing my scheduled show times, which is Wednesday at 11, feeling guilty for that. And then understanding that I'm human, but then also using that as an excuse. When the reality was, how can I ask you to do something that i myself am not doing I've never had an issue with laying it all out there on the table. This is my attempt at recording an episode at level one. The beautiful thing about identifying your levels is because when I'm here now, it's no longer like I'm in this abyss of sadness. Now I feel like I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, All right. Level one energy. You know what happens when you get here? So I have created options for myself, things that I go to when I get here, because it looks different at different levels, right? This time I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at everything, the totality of everything, seasonal patterns. Every October I vibrate low, um, October being the month that I tried to take my life in 2012. October is really just a large, symbolic month for change for me. Even looking at old uh, social media feeds, it's the time of the month where I'm the most active, but my messaging is very aggressive. When I'm sharing my (laughs) love frequency, it's not coming out like love sometimes. Sometimes it's coming out like direct rage. And I got to check that. So where is it coming from? I've referenced this person indirectly many times on the show. And I mean, I've met some amazing people in my lifetime and I've had the opportunity to have some very impactful experiences that have helped become the woman that I am and on October 14th 2017 my life was changed I met somebody who I honestly really never thought I'd have a connection to but felt a really strong pull it was really like from my heart chakra I felt just like a magnetic draw and it was beautiful i've never felt anything that magnetic and that instant that right and that sure now people who've known me people who know me you know i i had a time where i was always in a relationship hell yeah serial monogamer. In the last few years that slowed down And really it's because I'm Understanding The responsibility I have for myself To give myself Reflective time And that's important for me just based on My own patterns and behaviors I'm not saying this for everybody But I had gotten out of a relationship It had been about a year and a half, two years Before I had even really Tried to engage in something serious My heart was ready But as all relationships, this one didn't come without its difficulties. There was long distance between us. We were both dealing with our own personal things, but this was also a safe space. This was a person I could be myself around. I could say how I felt. I didn't need to sugarcoat it. They did not sugarcoat it with me. It was also one of the first relationships where I didn't lose myself while I was in it and then find myself after. I was actually growing in the midst of it. We would watch documentaries together, read and go on nature excursions, and it was beautiful. But in reflection, I grew the most in that relationship through the painful parts. When the long distance became too unbearable, when my anxiety would kick in and overdrive because I haven't heard from this person in days, and then days would turn to weeks, and then I'd get a text, and then it would fade back again, and I held on. I mean, we really went. We talked about it recently, three months or so, where there was no communication. Now, this person shares that there was a lot going on on their end, and it was—it's so interesting. Because a lot of times when we're going through it, we only see things from our side. So that left me to a lot of speculation, right? You know, we had this good connection, you fly way across the country to be with a motherfucker, you know. It's like right out the pages of one of the best romance novels you probably would ever read. So beautiful that people wouldn't believe it. Fairy tale. I was living a fucking fairy tale until I wasn't during that time when we weren't talking I had a really bad anxiety attack which I am known for in relationships when communication is limited and I find myself in the hospital and I felt so shitty because I can't get it together so I don't like how this feels I gotta dig deeper because some shit's got to change. I can't keep going through these same patterns. But let's fast forward to this year. Now, almost a whole year goes by. A little over a year. We, we don't communicate. How it ended was through text message. And for two people who communicate as beautifully as we did, quite possibly the passion was so strong. The connection, I still believe, is very real. Maybe that was the best way. I held a little bit of resentment, but for that entire time that we were not together, my love did not stop. Now imagine somebody that you love, somebody that you consider the greatest love story of your life. Now also, I don't believe in closure. I believe that that is um, something we put as a way to not let go When it's really hard I, And I understand it But closure is not real It's a choice Closure is called acceptance It wasn't about closure I had friends who were like Do you think you responded to the message Or you think that you guys started talking again Because you needed some sort of closure And it wasn't it I knew exactly what it was Should I'm confused I am in love with somebody and it was as simple as that to me. I'm not saying I'm a completely different person than when we first connected. But I had gone through a lot of evolution in a rapid amount of time. And this person was going through the same. And so we decided to meet up again. And it was beautiful. The connection was there. The chemistry had changed. And we had evolved to a place where we could talk about those things that were once difficult. I mean, once again, it was like a fucking fairy tale. And it disappeared again in a very similar fashion you know the effort was there in the beginning and then out of sight out of mind life gets busy and you do what you normally do you live and nobody can't be upset at anybody for that we all have our own responsibilities and shit i know myself that's all i that's the only person i know I can't speak for what somebody might be doing, what they aren't doing, what they should be doing. That's not my fucking place. But I know Naya. I've been studying this motherfucker for a long time. And I do know that I have a higher level of anxiety than most people, but I'm also so aware of it that I don't try to get myself out of situations that cause me to avoid it. I work harder to learn how to manage through it. Because I'm fucking sick and tired of not living life because I'm trying to avoid shit that might cause me fear. Fuck that. My anxiety is so high. Let me give you uh, an example. And and some of you may be able to relate. I, uh, The person that I'm speaking of lives in a very large city and lives very close to, not even in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a fear of going. To so motherfucking Atlanta, Georgia, in the off chance that I might run into this person with somebody else, and it could be their cousin and be completely sick to my stomach. So it, it's, it's so interesting how powerful our mind can be in the stories that we create. But let me tell you the catch. I'm completely aware of that. And as confusing as this might sound, I completely trust myself, but also know that I cannot completely trust myself because I know the mind games that I play with myself. And that got me to fucking thinking, where is this coming from? What took me into this year to dig and my connections in love. I read a post recently, and I'm going to paraphrase this all fucked up. But essentially, it was this idea that these connections that we think are familiar or you feel like home or you feel so, you know, there's a gel there could also possibly be a way for you to to have a sign that there is something that I'm trying to get you to see. There's a pattern in your life and you're just not recognizing this so I gotta find some unique ways to present this to you in order for you to get to that next level to receive what you've been manifesting you gotta go through this first and if you keep ignoring it it's gonna keep happening and every October this shit keeps happening well October also marks holiday season this is when all of a sudden people start to give a fuck about people more and it's one that i've never liked i've stopped celebrating holidays for years how could you do that with girls oh my god i feel sorry for them what do you mean they didn't have a christmas see we worry about having shit too much that we forget that those holidays that you guys are so impressed by i thought that many of them were rooted in this idea of togetherness and love and appreciation And what I tried to do and what I wanted to do for my girls was appreciate them on a random fucking Tuesday to take them on dates individually and collectively. I stopped being a fan of holidays when I felt like I was becoming more and more disconnected from my own family. So I would show up and would feel like I don't need to be here. They don't really know me. The gifts I'm getting aren't because they know my interests or what I like. Here's another sports jersey. I don't even really watch sports for real. I was one of the few people in my family, for many years I have been the the single person that that arrived. So I'm not coming on a two-person income, but I always felt obligated to bring gifts. And so my gifts are never expensive or I can't bring gifts at all. And I feel bad about that, but I remember attending. And I remember being so thankful at just being with family. Like for me, that's always been enough. I've never needed a gift. Even for my daughters, just having family. I just wanted them to understand how important that was because I ain't had that shit when I was little. And uh, my father knew my stepsister's husband more than he knew me got him a gift he'd really been wanting you should have seen the way homeboy lit up when he opened this gift and how my father lit up at him opening the gift i told myself that day man, i ain't never doing this again i will never put up a tree i will never waste all of my energy and money and time and wrapping gifts When the love is missing, where's the fucking substance? So I stopped. I have always overperformed, tried to be the best, tried to excel. I'm still doing it in my current job. I have self-taught myself almost everything that I fucking know and that I do in this lifetime. I could be a CEO 16 motherfucking times over. I'm capable of a lot of shit. But I second guess myself because I'm always waiting on somebody to pat me on the motherfucking back. I've always waited on somebody to be appreciative. I've always waited on somebody to show up and to take my hand and to say, man, come on, it's your turn. I've been looking for acceptance in my family. I've been looking for love in my family. And sometimes people just move on. It's unfortunate, right? And people think, oh, oh no, that's your dad. He still loves you. I am not second guessing my father's love for me. I'm just saying that there are people that can love you. And then there are people that show you that they love you. And the type of love that I have been in the type of relationship love I've been in have been more so with people who I know they love me I never question their love but I am rarely in relationships with people who are not afraid to be in love with me out loud in public and not for the sake of stifling one's own growth but for the understanding of the power of its fucking potential because let me tell you me and this motherfucker That shit was life. I fought for it. Not in a way of forcing anything, but with intention and manifestation, I really believed that we had not ended, that we were just trying to work our way through this, trying to figure out how to love in a world that doesn't really believe in it and still live our own lives and enjoy that. But even the second time around, it didn't feel good. And it felt worse than the first time because now you know how I feel when you ghost me. And you know what's crazy? I'm used to it. I think it was a couple days ago, I kind of, I was cleaning up around the house and I got this feeling in my chest that just kept saying, home. You know, right now maybe isn't the time that relationships is the focus. But I really want to find a city and state that feels like home to me. I want to make connections within that community and be very intentional about building a family within that community. So that's why I'm moving. Because for the first time, I'm not running from anything. I'm not running to anybody. I'm not moving for anyone. This would be genuinely a fresh start for me. And I need this for my mental health. I never wanted to be alone. I've always been scared of it, for real. Like, I wanted to be a mother with a big family. And and I didn't give a fuck what my house looked like. I just wanted it to be filled with family and laughter and a bunch of kids. And kids that weren't even mine calling me mom. And cookouts and getting old and... Traveling and experiencing life and growing and reading great books in beautiful places and eating great food in beautiful places and just expressing love with somebody who I adore and who adores me. And every time I talk about love, I got another angry motherfucker telling me that this shit ain't real or it doesn't exist, but I have still pushed on. And I really thought... If you're a good woman, and I can cook, and kind of easy on the eyes, and I have a good job, and I have my own shit, those are the things that people want, right? That's what y'all are all talking about. You want a queen who carry herself a certain way, that speaks a certain way, that moves it's about her big all of these things y'all say y'all want so this little naive motherfucker was eating it up and every left and right turn I was changing myself to become this motherfucking powerhouse I wasn't just gonna learn how to cook I was gonna learn how to chef I wasn't just gonna learn how to be good at one thing I'm gonna learn that motherfucker till I can teach it to somebody I'm just not gonna learn me I'ma learn me so goddamn well That nothing but self love can live here right And when you got all of those things added up Bam 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 That's a recipe for magic Motherfucker when I burp Black gold and glitter and choir start singing I heal people when I breathe That was my thought And I'm alone I'm not lonely at all But I am alone So if I am going to manifest what I want, I have to start being honest about it. I have to stop hiding and worrying about what the fuck people going to say because they're going to say what the fuck they want to say. This is my podcast. This is my truth. And this is exactly the fabric that Love Frequency was built on. When motherfuckers talk to me in a one-on-one basis, I think one reason why people feel so comfortable is I don't give a damn. I will tell you my story. And I have no issue telling you the truth. If I was wrong, I was fucking wrong. If there's something that I can learn, then teach me. If I misspeak, if I misstep, even on this show. If I say some shit that's not factual, check me on it. But I ain't gonna tiptoe no more for nobody. That's what got me into this motherfucking place to begin with. Now also just putting this shit out there i don't like to call people i don't i do not like to be on the phone 90 percent of what i do for work is phone interviews and so by the end of the day my throat hurts i'm tired of people so there are days where i don't even call my daughters it doesn't mean i love anybody less that's just the reality of who i am a lot of folks take that personal and that's cool but another part of it, a much larger part of me not calling people is it's a contributor to my anxiety because I identify find myself in relationships and connections and situations with people who love me, but their actions really speak otherwise. And. And I want to kind of clarify what I mean by that, because everybody loves different. You can't force nobody to love you how you want to be loved, but what I can do And what I am doing a hell of a job and much better at doing is telling motherfuckers exactly what I feel when I feel it, how I feel. If I'm in a mood, I don't like to make people guess, but also it really pisses me off when people don't take accountability for them being a stimulus to the bullshit. Because God damn, did we not just sit in a cabin in the beautiful wilderness. And this person admit to me how I could see why my silence would cause you anxiety to anybody and being reflective and being so introspective, right? Because people like us who are lovers of love, who are a little softer, who are uh, less loud in our inflections when we feel a type of way, we ain't going to get all in your face and get extra, We're going to get in our feelings and fucking crying because of that. People use that to not hold accountability for the shit that they do. It ain't about being a fucking victim. It really is about checking motherfuckers. So today was a day for me. And by letting go, it doesn't mean canceling people. I get so fucking sick of this cancel culture. Somebody do something you don't like and people want to throw them away. That is completely Irresponsible to me for motherfuckers to move like that, but also be looking for love in the same breath. Listen, I'm going to tell you, we we are creatures of habit and pattern. And if people are always talking about what another I mean, come on. It can't always be everybody's fault or everybody else's fault that you end up in these situations. All I'm trying to say is there comes a time where you have to really check the love that I have for other people. Am I giving more consideration to them than I am myself? And I have been. I have been sugarcoating and curtailing and passive aggressively dialoguing and embellishing and tiptoeing and sidestepping my way through relationships. And a lot of that is because that's the same type of dance moves. I do with my fucking family. I placate and I play nice and I try to shuck and jive and, and all that other shit. Because I think that if I just move how, whatever I way I think makes them comfortable, that that's going to, there's always going to be a space for me this is my space yo and so I'm numb right now and I am going to feel all of it I am not running from it so I will let myself cry if I have to, laugh if I have to dance if I have to but whenever my spirit is ready then I will step into manifestation but for right now I think it's important that i take this time to pause to reflect i believe in in not necessarily reciprocal energy but i do believe in the power of investing what you put in is what you get back on both ends the responsibility of mine and responsibility of the other party there hasn't been that equal exchange and at no fault of no one's because i'm just as guilty But I'm also, I know where it stems from. I know it's not healthy. And nah, I'm past that, man. I'm tired of that. I didn't say this to offend anybody. To hurt. There's just no damn way that I can ask you to believe in this. If I don't believe in it, and I do. And I fucking do. I still love love being here I still believe in it being here I believe in it for me I still love the people in my life and I am still very much in love with the person I referenced today and that will never change and anybody who loves me will know that now shit it's (laughs) I've recorded it I remember um, I actually had a conversation with the person I'm talking about and I'm sharing these things and I had mentioned I might reference this on the podcast it might come up because you know me I just sometimes speak from the cuff and they were like are you sure you're putting yourself in a position to never date again and at first I thought oh you're right then a couple things come up Well, does that mean that we're never going to be I guess that's implied or you're trying to prep me for the fact that even though there's this kind of rekindling it really don't mean shit but after much thought, I feel like if somebody would choose to not love me because of my truth, then that's not somebody I want to love. If somebody can't handle my truth, then that's not somebody who's ready for my love. And because I am right now living my greatest motherfucking fear, and I'm by myself and I'm doing this thing and I'm doing better than I ever expected then that's okay because I found it home starts with me and I am going to take this new energy and this new focus and this new manifestation and I'm going to plant seed it's about to be beautiful it already is even this, even this time, even this shit right here, it sucks recording this episode. This whole time I want to vomit and curl up, but instead I decided to record. So I mean, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. Thank you all for becoming home for me. But waiting a long time to do this. Down. We're not gonna let each other down. Because the world don't get easier. You just get better. And that's what we're doing together. We're getting better. People always say that if it's just one person, if I just reach one person. And I do think that matters. Connection matters. Being a part of something matters. Being close to people matters. Do want to add that it would be irresponsible of me not to mention once again for those of the cheap seats who don't understand that this podcast has nothing to do with coming for other folks. Now, if something I've said on here sets you off, pisses you off, you got something to say, then motherfucker, call me, come on the show, or let's talk about it. If you have my phone number, if not, I'll leave my email in the comments. But what I won't do is have no passive-aggressive dialogue with a motherfucker. Anybody I've had something to say, I've said to directly very recently. And anybody I ain't got shit to say, I haven't talked to. And because it's not the time. There's a time for everything. And right now, honesty was needed for my audience, for the family that matters to me right now. This is what reciprocity looks like. I wasn't going to record a fucking episode. I wasn't going to come on here and say shit, and I was just going to be silent and put it out when it came out. But that's not fair. That's not what I'm asking everybody else to do. And so that's not the energy I'm gonna come with. No fake ass shit. I'm not going to ask you to do nothing that I myself am not doing. And so I'm not also going to give the illusion that my life is all sweet tea. It's not. I have been dealing with the love of of this connection for three years now, three motherfucking years. It's not a long time to a lot of people, but this type of soul connection, if you only knew. So yes, it has got me in my feelings. It's got me processing a lot of things. It has me confused and uncertain, but that's exactly what it feels like when you're at level one. This shit wears you down to your soul, man. So I get why people don't have time for this. You'd rather drink. You'd rather go get high. You'd rather fuck your way into somebody else's arms so you can forget about what the sting of this one feels like. I ain't doing none of that. You hear me? Why? Because I'm ready for better. So for those that think that this was about them, it wasn't. This was for me. Whatever your love looks like, whatever that means to you, as long as you are not infringing on hurting or impeding somebody else in any way, then do that out loud and real big. Don't be ashamed. I don't give a fuck. I want to do what feels good. I want to love in a way that allows me to be unedited and vulnerable. free and my complete self and I believe love like that exists until next time